Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. Gain new knowledge, get a fresh new start. MJ Network will bring you there. This is Fran Lewis, and this is a different kind of show. We're going to be talking about age discrimination and aging, ageism, which is a topic that makes me upset. Discrimination wears its ugly head when people judge you by your appearance, color what you wear, what you look like, and when they ask you how old you are. So I'm not going to answer that question until I tell you the six questions at the end that if you ask me them, you're going to get a snarky answer. (laughs) We have an amazing... For real, I could be sarcastic, and I'm really good at it, too. We have three fantastic <laughs> authors, Marsha Casper-Cook, Marilyn Levinson, and Deb Pines, and they're going to talk about how they created characters in a book that are older, and they don't make them feel as if they have Alzheimer's or senile or insulting. So, <clears throat> hi, everybody. Good morning, and welcome hi. to hi. Age Discrimination yes. is Wrong. That's what people call it. <laughs> Marsha, yes. how did you create the characters in your wedding, book about the wedding, the characters getting married older, but you didn't make it seem as if they couldn't handle the age difference. Well, that's because um, when I'm writing a book, you know, it, the story just goes on and on, and if there's a grandmother in mm. it or if there's somebody that's not married and never had love, then I just put them in. They're, they're in the story, and whatever seems to happen, if they meet someone, if they fall in love, I just treat mm. it just as if they were young. I don't make it like they're old because I think what we see now on some of the series that are on on Netflix and everything they're using mm-hmm. grandparents and parents and it's becoming a lot easier to have older stars be enrolled and I think there's a lot of people like Cher and you know and Dolly Parton they look great so I think it's changing somewhat but it is in us so if we act Young and I, you know, I remember my father used to say one thing. He he didn't feel any older, no matter how old he got. So, which I think my characters, I just let them do what they do and don't think about age. I mean, if they do get sick, young people get sick. So, I think it's just in our minds. So, if we want to just have a good life, we just have to keep going on and hope for the best, you know. And I think sometimes people can find love again and again mm-hmm. and again, and it works for them. I agree with you. Marilyn, I, I love Aunt Evelyn, but what I really love is Aunt Harriet and Uncle Bosco, and that you create scenes with them where Carrie's there, and she doesn't make them feel as if they're 105, uh, especially Aunt Evelyn, my favorite ghost. So how did you create that? Well, I just they're very active people, and they just continue mm-hmm. to be active. Um, Uncle Bosco does have a heart attack in, in um yeah. I opened with um that in the book in the seventh book and um he just has to eat differently and of course he doesn't like it but um he continues to be active. He's on the library board 
and um, they're both, they've never had children, but they're both very active socially, and they have friends of all different ages. But I, getting back to the, what Marsha was talking about, love, I do have a relationship in that book with mm-hmm. a young woman who's 25, and um, she gets involved with someone who's in his 60s. And mm-hmm. um, Ca- Carrie is a little, uh, uh, you know, she makes a comment to Evelyn, the ghost, about it. And Evelyn is the one who reminds Carrie that, you know, not everyone is like her and uh, Dylan, her boyfriend, you know, that, that prototype. There are different people with different age differences, and um, dif- there are different um, couples that we come upon nowadays. And as Marcia said, you know, this is some this is part of life, and we're going to see more and more differences. Yeah, and that, that's that's a fact too. I mean, and it even gets. I'm reading a book right now. It's interesting. I just finished one yesterday, and it seems that the girlfriend was who died in the book was black and the family, the other family was white and there was a lot of talk about racism and stuff and they were, it was about a child's upbringing and who was going to get the child at the end. So I find any kind of um, discrimination is wrong. But Deb, I love Mimi. And why is it mm-hmm. that everyone in the town wants her to solve the murder and not the police? Well, Mimi Goldman is in her 60s and she's in a small town and has gradually developed a reputation as someone who can solve crimes. And the police, she's also someone who often identifies it as a crime before the police do. It's a place where uh, it's a beautiful spot, Chautauqua, New York. People think nothing bad can happen there. And uh, Mimi, uh, who comes from New York City and has a lifetime of skepticism and wariness, you know, in the newspaper background, uh, she just is more suspicious. But I was going to say about the age stuff, um, you know, with our characters, I think there is some downside to having an older character in that you can't outrun or outmuscle, you know, the bad guys. They have to outsmart them, and that's pretty fun. And as far as prejudice against them, you know, people, that can cut both ways. I mean, in some ways, sometimes people don't want to talk to Mimi because they just think she and her mm-hmm. sidekick, who's 90, Sylvia, uh, you know, are <laughs> just write her. them off yeah. as, like, right. yeah. people who, you know, wouldn't be able to handle it. But on the other hand, sometimes the prejudice works to their advantage because they're almost invisible. People underestimate them. They can snoop around. They can walk into someone's house and people think, oh, you know, either they're confused or they're certainly not threatening. You know, so I think that can work both ways um, when people underestimate older people. That's very true. I mean, I know people, and I have this in front of me, there are 10 signs of age discrimination. And, you know, you walk into a pharmacy, you walk into a doctor's office, and they look at you. They don't know how old you are. And then you hear age-related comments of insult. Um, You see a pattern of hiring. My brother just got hired for someplace about two, three years ago. He's brilliant. He's a genius. But... And he's not that old. And they said to him they didn't give him the same pay hike, pay pay scale, as someone that was younger. And I said, you have a thing for age discrimination. You shouldn't even bother to go there. He works 200 hours a week. 
Then you get turned down for promotions. What do you do at work? I mean, how do you deal with that? I mean, I, I walk into the pharmacy. I don't even say to them. I just say, where's my medicine? They go, what's your date of birth? They said it was the, the day I was born, which was before yesterday. Uh, you know, but, but and I, and they, I won't know, answer go, them. But, but, Fran, when you go for a prescription or you go to the doctor, isn't your date of birth right on there? I mean, they all ask that question because it has to on the that's how they identify people now. I think they, they, they want to make sure that we're in the right question. mind, that we're not <laughs> that we're not out of it. No, I, uh, I don't even I don't even answer that when I call up urgent care for whatever reason. And she says, what's your date of birth? I said, you should have it memorized and on your cell phone and on your smartphone <laughs> by now. And you could text it to me myself. They, they know better than to ask me. No, I won't. And then there's this direct discrimination when there's a, um, a blatant unfair treatment of somebody when they walk into the, to a room, harassment or, or whatever. And do you notice when you ever when you walk into a doctor's office and they look at you and you say, how old are you? They all of a sudden wonder if you could hear and understand? That drives me nuts. No. Yeah. No, I think I don't that's have true. The... People make assumptions. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that's helpful for me in my part-time job is that I'm still working remotely. And uh, mm-hmm. so I work for the New York Post as a copy editor. And right. I don't think yeah. they've necessarily realize how much I've aged <laughs> in, all, in this time. I'm just working remotely. I'm not on Zoom. I don't even have to call right. anyone. I just work quietly and silently at my editing job. Mm. And I think um, in some ways, you know, the writing work, too, uh, unless you're in an in-person event, you know, you're a little bit hiding. You know, you can hide your age a bit. This profession. <laughs> well, along those yeah, lines, I don't, no. I don't look my, I don't look my age, and so I, I have to tell people that I'm 84, and I know I always okay, get you don't wow. look it. Yeah. But the thing, yeah. but <clears throat> the thing is, as I was telling, I was at Gracie Mansion the other day on, on, mm. on, on the first time I've been in Manhattan in years mm. since um, yeah. COVID. I know. And I was talking to one of the docents, and she said, you know, the usual, you don't look your age. I said, I know, and yeah. I'm, I'm writing more books than ever. And I said, but I feel it. And I have yeah. to say, I haven't experienced any um, prejudice or discrimination, but um, I, I am beginning to feel, you know, a slowing down and getting tired yes. at times. Mm. Right, right. Energy oh, yes, lagging. Exactly. Well, but you know, but a lot yeah. of young people are tired. A lot of young people get tired fast. I mean, they yes, they do. They they do. I'm always they surprised. And when they forget a word, they forget words too. Yes. Yeah. Not just us. Yes. No. Right. And you know, when, and when you're young, I mean, you know, you don't. People don't say anything, but they, they get sick. Unfortunately, they, you know, forget things like you said, and they're tired. So I think. It has to do with a lot of the things the doctors, you know, they'll look at someone, you know, they'll, they, everything is age. Even when you're starting out, at like 40, they tell people that, you know. And then when a person is 40 and gets pregnant, it's mm-hmm. a generic pregnancy, you know, uh, genetic, you know. Geriatric. Yeah. Geriatric, yeah, geriatric. You know, and the geriatric doctors, I've heard, you know, they at least care about their patients, but I don't think it's just even age. I think it's how doctors treat people anyway now. I mean, I had worked for doctors for years, years ago, 20-some years, and they don't, it, 
you know, they just, they don't even have time to talk to anybody these days. So it's right. really not about age. So I think sometimes you just have to realize that it doesn't matter. It's not you. It's all their patients. No, you walk you know, into they a just room and sometimes the doctor, the doctor is only slating, I know I don't have any medical staff anymore, but we won't discuss why. And uh-huh. um, nothing to do with my age. And I walk in and he'll say, I have 10 minutes to see you. And if you need yeah. more, I, yeah. you have to come back another time. That That's what's oh, been happening. Wow. It has nothing to do with just in general. Um, I'll walk into wherever, and I'll say, the, I need the usual. And they'll crack up laughing because they know better than to ask me anything else. They're not. Right. But it gets me really uh-huh. upset. So like I said, the, there are six questions that I won't respond to. And these uh-huh. are really these are really nasty. Um, I went into an office the other day, and I and I had to go downtown on November 13th. I won't say why, but I got a rude awakening. If you talk about age discrimination, this was the worst. You go to ask a question, and the person looks at you as if you don't know what you're saying, but you do. The person that's supposed yeah. to be helping you out is sitting there looking, playing with his stamp. And at which point, I got really rude, and I said, "I off I do a syndicated radio show." Spotify just did a whole wrap up of my show and they just looked at me as if I was speaking for had four heads. It's like forget it. Yeah. So when they ask me how old are you or what what year did you graduate high school or college? Well, I graduated high school before I went to college four times with five master's degrees. Is that answer your question? And they just look at me. Okay. Like how yeah. how could I you think do there this? There is ageism. I think there is ageism and I also wonder do I Am I guilty of it, too? You know, if you walk into a space and try to think of people, very old, older people, as people who had, you know, interesting lives and have interesting things to say. And even it, when well, we get to be a place where we don't hear or we don't walk well or we don't, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we will all reach that place where our skills are diminished. Maybe we're not there I know. yet. Yeah. You know, but I still want to feel that, People judge you not by, you know, the failings you have, but by what you have to bring to the e-table. Yep. You have an interesting story. You had an interesting life. Right. You have some yep. wisdom. Yep. And so, yeah, I don't think I'm undiminished by age, and I'll certainly be more so when I get older. I imagine I'm going to – I'm 65 now, but I think that I will be, you know, have trouble walking. Mm. Why not? Everybody does. I'll have trouble processing words and summoning even more than I do. But, yeah, so I think I'm trying not to be guilty of ageism and also, you know, not be subjected to it. But also age is a different concept. As Each year it's different. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of my friends, I'm not talking about my writing friends now, I mean, they're all very busy. Every, I mean, with different yes. activities, different. And right. I right. think people stay much more engaged in um, mental activities. I mean, whatever they may be, or yeah. you know, I mean, just the fact that that people are texting and and emailing. I mean, that yeah. involves writing, whether you they know it or not. You know, right. and right. Um, yeah. I mean, they say bad things about it, but really, um, it involves different skills. So, I mean, I'm not even talking about people like us who write books, but people who, you know, they have other activities. And, um, you know, people do want to keep more active these days. And they do in different ways. 
Right. That's the problem. I think they look at you and they say I, to you, they, they don't know. I walk into a room, they don't know how old I am because I don't look that old. I don't look my age at all. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I'm. I went to one of the urgent cares a while ago for something, and I, the doctor said to me, "Do you understand what I'm saying?" I go, "Did you want to speak in another language?" Because I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I said that was yeah. kind of rude. They don't, they don't quite get it. And then the other one stuck is sticking her face in my ear. I said, my ears work. That I don't have any wax. You, you don't have to yeah. get that close. I get really, really annoyed. And then when they say to you, how have you kept your skills fresh? And I, you know, I Google myself when I show them me on, on Google. Yeah, that, I think, that's well, all of me. You know, you shouldn't it, even it, have to prove yourself. You know, I, I mean, know, that's right. Thing, you know, and you shouldn't even think about it so much because I really, you know. Uh, my grandmother made it to 101, and she never wanted to talk about mm. her age, and I get that, you know, now. And my mother would used to say to her, she used to say, well, how can you be a certain age? If I'm this age, you have to be older than me. So I think, uh-huh. but, and she lived her Ow. life that way, and, you know, and I think for her it worked, and I think it works if you just don't let that bother you, because if you do, then it ruins your life. So I think okay. right now people just should have the best days that they can, whatever age they are. Because I see people a lot younger than me, they're miserable. So I don't, you know, right. you just should try to have a good life and be happy if you can. Well, there, you know, I know, I mean, there are a lot of people that are older than me and that are younger than me that whatever. So I know that I haven't lost it because my niece calls me every Monday with my prompt to help her with her medical assistant assignments. Those are fun. Those are really fun. And my other nephew calls me when he ha- when he has to buy something. He had to buy a couch, and I held to help him do that. I picked out the one. So my 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 nephews oh. and my nieces don't consider me like that. But my my sister in law is like they're so age conscious that I don't want to talk to them. But you know, Amazon has changed. Seems to ha- you seem to have a remarkable amount of energy and sharpness. Mm-hmm. How have you kept your energy so so much? I have more energy than I think I do, but I know I'm smarter than I was 10 years ago or even before that. Right. It's just really weird. And it bothers me because even the programs that you watch on television, they make older people as if they can't walk, they can't move, they can't this. That's not true. My mother, if she didn't have Alzheimer's, would probably still be torturing me for the next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, she, well, you know, even with mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, she looked at me one day, and she, I was two, I might weigh 102 pounds. I weigh 200 pounds for whatever reason. And she said, you used to be like this, now you're like that. More, you're fat. I said, thanks, Mom. Do you get a timeout for that one? She uh, you, know, you know, you're talking about age and books and, and things like that. You know, now Amazon mm-hmm. does have categories like later in life, love, and yes. they've added those. And that's a good thing. So that means there's a market for it. Yeah. Well, people know. are living longer now. I mean, there yeah, is no doubt true. about yeah. it. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I think they it's definitely true. Remember, you know, in the mystery world, with the characters, yeah. you know, from Murders in the Building or, you know, yeah. and, and always yeah. with Miss Marple or yeah. Ellie Griffith. Oh, Miss you know, Marple was like having... 65. That's what's yeah. so interesting. Well, she... She's like 65, uh, and she was old, and, just, <laughs> and it, it yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah, but look that, at Angela Lansbury. Look, look at her. Look at Angela. Everybody. Oh yeah, Those she shows wrote. were so popular. Yeah, you know. So I think you know. For me, my advice for people is just live the best life you can, no matter what age it is, and don't worry about. You know, we live until we don't. 
you know, so exactly. I think that's probably a good way to do it. But in terms no of making way. characters yeah. who are older, I think that, you know, any any murder mystery is a bit of a fantasy, mm. you know, that Sherlock Holmes can solve right. everything or that, you right. know, everybody can solve everything. So you have an older character solving yeah. crimes out there in the right. world. You know, it gives the older readers someone to cheer for and yes, you know, root yes. for. Give them some romance, like you say, that's also quite satisfying. You know, yes. so, I mean, it it's, can be close to true, but it's also, you know, romanticized or fictionalized. And um, I think with the older readers, you know, it's just a lot of fun to root for, you know, the older characters solving crimes. Like I saw I uh, wish Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone was doing an interview. They add another dimension. I'm I'm starting a new series, and I have a, I have an older character. Uh, it's true uh-huh. she's a ghost, but she's but she's part mm-hmm. and parcel, you know, of, of the of this of the series she's going to be. Yes. Um, because she's important because she 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 holds history. She knows the history of the island, etc. Yeah. And she has value, and I think I, you know all the people definitely have value. Yeah, what I we think do, like, and they have intelligence, I think too. Sharon Stone, Sharon Stone did an, an experience, an experience, Sh- yeah. Sharon Stone asked, uh, they asked Sharon Stone, you know, about aging, and they said, you know, yeah. you, you know you, you're beautiful and you've had all these men and whatever, and she says, look, yes. she goes, all I can tell you is I don't have any problem getting men. She goes, I get the same <laughs> amount of men wanting me as they did when I was young. So, I mean, uh, you have to look at it that way. I mean, the stars age, too, and some age gracefully, some don't. And what the sad part is, they write. that's the bad part of the Internet and things. They write bad things about them on the Internet and say, look yes. how they've changed, mm-hmm. you know. And I, that part is, is not right because, you know, sometimes a picture is not always a great thing these days. You know, the cameras aren't fabulous, you mm-hmm. know. And so they show that, and they, they must feel very bad when people write that because you know they're looking at it you know everybody's scrolling even if a stars are they're scrolling so they see stuff and it's really pretty bad when you compare their pictures from when they're 20 to when they're 40 or 50 you know or 60 and you know it's normal to age that's just how it goes and we do the best we can yeah so i think you know that's what i think in writing characters that are older it's fine because I think TV shows it, movies show it, books show it. So I think right now, I think it's probably a pretty good market for uh, people that are aging to be able to read and watch TV where they can relate to people. Whereas they couldn't yeah. some years ago. They didn't always do it as much. Oh, I'm gonna you know, you were mentioning new categories, and there is a new uh, mystery category, and it's called Silver-Haired Sleuths. Oh, oh, that's good. Keywords, yeah, yeah or, or ah. yeah, categories on Amazon. That's good. Yes. That's good. Oh, so goodness that's gracious. A, that's a positive. That's a positive. That's a positive. Yeah. yeah. Positive. That's what you have to do, be positive, I think. It's my no, I just you got know. an email from my niece. Mm. My brain must be working because she said she had to do, we had to do something on infections and how to spread the, the spread of infection to form. And we did it, and then the professor wants us to do another one, which means I have homework later. Huh. I must be smart. What can okay. I say? It's the truth. <laughs> I, I, lose, I lose it every single... There has to be different ways to prevent the spread of infection other than hand wash. I could deal with that. Take me five minutes. Anyway, the, word, the, one, the other thing that I don't like is that I, I walk 
into a room, and they really can't tell how old I am, with my hair's different colors. It's blonde, green, blue, purple, red, and magenta wow. highlights. No, okay. I'm serious. And that's why my nephews think I'm the coolest person. But my characters in my book, Mirror Image, are people that are older, younger, that have done the wrong thing, and they look at the mirror and they see two faces, the one that they really see and the one that's deep down. And if they don't correct the way they are, the mirror will decide your destiny. That's how I... (laughs) I'm serious, yeah. Yeah. And I, I am very... Yeah, and the other half of the book is my faces behind it. My characters are dead, so they can't get into too much trouble. Some of them are older, some of them are younger, some of the stories are true. But basically, it bothers me. I mean, I watch, my husband watches some of these programs, and I go like, why why are you watching that? I mean, I feel old watching that at all, and I don't feel old. Then you've got a group of younger people that are in their 20s and 30s, and someone that's 35 walks in to get a job, and they look at them like, she's too old to be able to do that. Why? You know, there are some jobs, of course, that suit different mm-hmm. people, right? I mean, we're not going to be um, construction workers or, you know, physical labor jobs, right? And similarly, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that the real high-tech jobs that these kids grew up, you know, comfortably doing, you know, social media or whatever is not for us, but that doesn't mean there's nothing for us. But some of the jobs that you know? they do technically, yeah, whatever the program is, they learn the program. So, But if you ask yeah. them maybe something else, they might not be able to do that either because it's, they learn right. the program that they have to do. So they accomplish that, but if something comes up, it doesn't mean they can always handle that. Right. So that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah. And and everything is so so sharply divided. Like even even doctors is practically a, a doctor for your right hand and your left hand. I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, everything is divided. Right. So um, I mean, who who has <laughs> general knowledge? Yeah. And I I yeah. think we're so lucky that we just can keep writing and uh, until yeah. I guess whenever, because right. um, so many things you have to stop doing. Anything that's physical, like being a ballet dancer or I guess you could teach afterwards or, you know, being anything really physical, you know, after a while you have to stop doing that. Right. But, right. but if you didn't do it when you were 20 or 30, so it's not such a big deal. You can't do it now. No, you yeah. can't do it now, but but writing is one thing that we can yeah. do, you know, yeah, exactly. which is really wonderful. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, true. you ladies are inspiring in your 80s to, you know, writing a lot of books. My friend Catherine Mary, see, she writes murder mm-hmm. mysteries and she, and romances, and she does two books a year, and uh, she's eighty eight. Wow, eighty five. Wow. Yeah. Well, well Fran and I, Fran and I are not in our eighties. However, we don't talk about our <laughs> age. <laughs> you know, okay, but two thing. books a year you know, it, for any you age, know, but, I but, is a lot. But the thing is, it's not necessary to tell your age as to what you can do. You know, so yes. unless it comes up, I mean, if a doctor naturally, and I, you know, they know what your age is, but you know, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. So if you just look at it more positively and just mm. do the best you can at any age, I think for me, I do a lot more than I thought I could ever do, even when I was exactly. younger. Exactly. Yes. You know, so and we're thrown in with people of all different ages. I mean, yeah. So it's yeah. wonderful. It's really good to know. 
to I, somebody, a friend of mine, um, she said, I keep young by um, having friends who are younger than me. And I think that's really that's good. That's a good idea, yeah. Like, right, yeah, because uh, I've, I've done podcasts for 15 years. I have no idea how old some of the people are on my show. We never talk about it. You know, it doesn't exactly. matter. Exactly. It's, it's, it's not that we important. We just talk. Right. We don't talk about age very much at all because we just talk about, you know, writing. And I, I have shows that talk about TV shows and movies and COVID and breast cancer. So I don't know how old people are, which is fine. As long as we're having a, a good show, I guess I'm happy. But I'm happy I met them. And, you know, and so we don't, I really, some of the people I talk to, I don't know how old they are. I have no idea. I know Fran, it's not the first thing you ask them. <laughs> no. Fran, uh-huh. on the show, do you know how old everybody is? Mm-hmm. No. Do, do you, Fran? No, it's And people Fran. don't look at their age, so you really have, you know, I, I was just watching those, that, that film that was on Netflix, you know, the second, the book club. I don't have nothing to do with the book club, but all those women, you know, with Jane Fonda and who oh, else? I love were, it. It's a great movie. I love that those That show, people. Diane. Yeah, I mean, they're all different ages. Of course, some of them, you know, they've had work. They they have, yeah. you know, they're on tel- They're in a <laughs> yeah. movie, and they, so they look they're yeah. fantastic. But, you know, it's just it's heartening to see people moving around, falling in love. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, and they, and their life depends on their appearance so much. You know, I mean, we had Don, Don Johnson was in one of them. Don Johnson. Oh, right. Was in it, yes, so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he still looks good. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. So I think there's all these men that now, yeah. instead of having younger partners in movies, they partner them with someone close to their age, which is very nice. Which is nice, yes. Yeah, there that it is. is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> you know. Yes, it yeah. does. That's how it is. Yeah. So, you know, well, the, the other yeah, I mean, thing I is think... that also, it's not even age two; it's appearance. I noticed that I'm, well, I'm, I'm I, I had this when I was 200 pounds, not anymore. And you walk into a room and, they, and you're oh, you're, you're like overweight or something, and they'll say, "Do you need to sit down?" Yesterday, I went with my husband. He had to go for a medical thing. And I had never met this girl before. She didn't know how old I am or anything. And I'm skinny, and I can walk. And she looked at me, can you find the chair? I go, no, where is it? What is a chair? I got really what, annoyed. Uh, 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 what did she say to you? Can you find the she chair? She said, can you, can you see where the chair, chair is? And oh. I said, why are you pointing <laughs> it to me? Because I am very. I can figure that out for myself. I got really annoyed. And she was the you one know, that was people... doing the test. And I don't look that old. She looked at me and said, can you walk? I go, no, of course not. Yeah. Uh, he just walked into the office. I mean, when people offer me a seat on the subway, or they or they come and and I'm at somewhere and they go, do you qualify for the senior discount or whatever? I'm actually glad. I want the seats and I want the I want the discount. Uh, my husband gets offended, mm. and you know people are sort of treating him elderly, but I want the perks yeah. of it too. I, I was surprised when some, somebody asked to carry something out for me, um, you know, who somebody yeah, worked there. I get but I, but I appreciated it. I appreciated it, though. But usually, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm carrying heavy things. And, but, I mean, if I right. need help, like in Costco, I will ask for it, you know. But usually yeah, I, right, I can yeah. manage. I've gotten strong. <laughs> Well, who could reach some yeah. of the shelves and some of the Oh, things? that's it's another thing, us. yeah. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah. It. It's all the way on the top. It doesn't matter how tall you are, you can't get to those things. You know, so I think you just probably have to 
just live your life and not be conscious, you know, not self-conscious when you walk in the room and just walk in. I think if you walk in like you walk in like everybody else, they're not going to say a word. You just walk in yeah, and I that's just, it. No, I just, I just walk in and say nothing. Could, could I, I said hi to the doctor. The- he waved He waved at me, and then I went in, and the girl comes out, and she said, I'm here to do his test. I didn't say anything. I just walked behind her, and I, and I just said to Jeff, I don't like her. That was rude. There was no reason. Uh-huh. It yeah. was good, and then I said to her, I've seen this test done a lot. You're, you're doing it kind of in a different way. How come? And she looked at me as if I was crazy, but I knew exactly what she was doing. I said, I understand the test. Thank God it was okay. And she like looked at me like, how come you're asking a question? I said, because that's my thing. I do. I ask questions every single day of people. And if they don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> what can I tell you? So what do you think basically triggers this mentality and can can this mindset ever be changed or are people going to always prejudge you like i said i walked into one one office one day and she said oh my god you got so fat but i weigh 102 pounds how can i get fat it's just well i i, think, I guess they, you put, know, they how, predicted how, how i was before no but are you are you asking how to change this nothing nothing really will change i think we have right now unfortunately a lot of people that are not nice out there, and I think people yeah. are, you know, and that is the problem. I don't think it's just only yeah. age because it's just they're not nice to people, and that's a bad problem right, right now. And I, but they get yeah, away with people it. have lost you know. civility and yes. manners. Yes. And they, they yeah. feel yeah. like and, yeah. they don't have to um, right. have these. They just let out from yeah. their heads what you yeah. used to keep to yourself. Yeah. Well, right. And especially medically, you know, it's unfortunate that doctors have people working in their offices that aren't mm-hmm. nice because when people come into an office, they're always nervous no matter what because you always have that what if, you know, when you walk into a doctor's office, that what if they find something. So people are nervous, yeah. you know, so they don't need right. anybody else. You know, they don't need somebody being that nice to them because, right. um, you know, that that already that's the mode. And so I think that I hope the world gets better and nicer to each other because we're all, people are following suit and that isn't really good for anybody, you know, that, that type of behavior, young or old. You know, I've said that to, to one of my doctors. I said, I find that every time I come here, they get ruder every single time. And it's not just me. It's everybody that complains. That they're what what does she say about that? What, how does she answer you? And I said to him, I said, how could you allow them to work here? I said, I even call up, I don't even call for an appointment anymore. If I need an appointment, my doctor said, please call on the emergency line and tell them you're having an emergency with something so I can call you back and make the appointment. I said, I don't know how you run an office like that. And he just said, my partner and I, he doesn't do anything about it. And and it's rude. I mean, and the people that did work there that are really nice leave. Anyone mm. that's confident or really – the other lad, two weeks ago, she calls me and says, do you know when your appointment is? I said, tomorrow morning at 7.30? Do I have to print it out for you? Uh-huh. And, I, you know, I get – it's not that I, I – it's not me, but I get indignant. Well, they print it out just for everybody. They, they do yeah. print it out because that's part of the job. They, You know, these are all – I don't know about in, – in Chicago, they have um, – you know, we have – it's like a group. They're large groups with the hospital. So when they you make an appointment and it comes on your portal, if you have one on your phone, it'll say 15-minute checkup, 10 minutes. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's no big the deal. problem. 
But that is what they allow people now. So that's the doctors are under pressure because they have to see as many people Churn as they can. through a lot of, and, yeah, a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, and, and they've sold their soul, these doctors. So when they have to do that, they're exhausted. So by the time, and getting help, they have to rush you out. So this is this needs to be changed, but it's, I think, you know, and with age, I think, you know, people do sometimes need more time to you know, get undressed or dressed or whatever. So I think they yeah. do you know, they need some changes. It's not, you know, but it's not only age. So I think, if you know, if you're really talking about age, I think if I have anything to say to people, it's just kind of live each day and enjoy your day the best you can, whatever's happening in your life. You know, because uh, nobody knows. Yeah, I mean, day. all those videos of how people are on the airplane to each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Right. Rudeness is worse. Uh, Rudeness is worse. Yeah, it's just uh, people just. I don't know, they just decide that they want to speak their mind plainly with foul language and, you know, it's just a, seems like breakdown. And they want to do what they want to do. And they don't care that they're in an enclosed space with other people. Right. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. Yeah, and if you want, you're talking about making characters that are aging just just do the story and write the character as you just think that they would ask, not just by their age, yeah. just about what's going on and the conversation that they're having in the dialogue, you know, might show what age they are by something they know that might an older person might know. But otherwise, I don't do, I just, in my characters, they're just, they come with the story. <laughs> they're who they are. And I don't think how they would talk if they were older. I just have them talk the same way they would talk if they were just right. You know, it doesn't matter the age. It's whatever the conversation would be. So I think that's probably yeah, what people, if they're writing. I have a hard time writing young characters because they just yeah. speak so mm-hmm. differently. I mean, I try and consult, you know, my young nieces or my kids. But um, really, I think the way young people talk and text so often, you know, it's a challenge for me to try and write younger people. Yeah. See, I don't have well, that problem because my, niece, my nieces are well younger. They're like in their late yes. 20s, and I get te- they text me every day for whatever I think I can do. As a okay. matter of fact, I'm very so happy to say my nephew and my niece are reading... Text. Yeah. They're reading Mirror Image right now because they think I'm cra- they think I'm crazy. That's great. Yeah. I don't have a problem I, I think, into, yeah. in talking with young people or anything. I have a problem when someone that's my age or whatever. I mean, my cousin wished me happy birthday and I deleted the message. I said I'll take the happy okay. birthday wish. I don't need the I don't need the number next to it. That's kind of rude. Well, you know, I said I don't want to hear it. I said, if I bothered to listen to you to tell me how old I am, which I really don't know, I would get arrested. I don't, and I and I and I can remember things that most people can't, which is fine. Yeah. So did did they ask your age? She put the age down when she said happy birthday. Yeah, my sister-in-law did it, and my cousin did happy blank blank birthday, and I deleted it. Oh, okay. I, yeah, but I, I don't think I don't, that's such a bad thing. I I don't know, mate. Fran, yes, it sounds like you're also very sensitive about your age. You know, and I mean, I I it's true. I don't have doctors never say things to me like they say to you, but and I could see you no. getting angry about that. But I mean, I I own my age. This is what I am. I you know, for better or worse, I'm you know here I am. Um, I, when I turned eighty and I went to visit my kids. 
I mean, I, I mean, I think, I think my my granddaughter told the whole state of Pennsylvania that I was eighty. You know, <laughs> it was just so funny. But and my and you know, but they were like, they were proud of me. You know what I'm saying? And I, right, I didn't take right, it in a yeah. bad way. Yeah, it's not yeah. even it's so, not even that. It's just that not my nieces or nephews, but other people that are not that much younger than me. They say, "Oh, yeah. Mama, you're this old. How could you do that?" I go because I they do it every day, and because about it. Yeah, they don't understand that I could read five books a week and memorize them and tell you what yeah. I read from cover to cover, which which I did right. with all of yours, by the way. And then I yes, put the you remember a lot of it better one. than I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem. But before I forget, let me not forget. Monday, uh, Michelle Cameron will be here with Babylon. And on Tuesday, what better way to end December than with my favorite person in the universe, Vincent Zandri, Moonlight Falcon. And what better way to start January 2024 than with Dick Belsky and Broadcast Blues on the 4th. And this is unbelievable. Somebody sent me the book. I didn't know who sent it. And I said, oh, my God. It's called The Last Horseman. It's about, it's a true story about a wife that had to save her husband from going to jail and had to learn how to bet on the trifecta, Cronella, and the exacta in order to save him from bankruptcy. And she won millions of dollars. <laughs> it's really interesting. <laughs> on the 8th, we have Cindy McDonald. On the 11th, psychotherapist Dennis Paloma. We're going to talk about um, oh, Dennis, anxiety good, and yeah. stress. Anxiety and stress in teenagers, what leads them to substance abuse. And on the 10th, mm. Dr. George Cavuto, my professor from Lehman, and I are going to tackle Gene Shaw's The Reading the Great Debate. And I have about 200 wow, pages. you have so much good stuff up there. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, this I know is my Dick most, because we both that's going to be interesting. Coast people. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So, anyway, let's get back to this. Um, I, I was thinking of doing another Diff, different kind of show. Um, in other words, kids today, not my nieces so much, but kids today and people, very older people today try to look younger by what they wear. They change part of their, yeah. part of their appearance because they want to be able to sort of fit in. So I've seen people that are twice my age, whatever that is, walk into a doctor's office or walk outside and they're wearing stuff that my niece would wear. And I don't know why. I just, however I am, I wear a sweatshirt and leggings, and I'm really happy with my Amazon. Well, I think, I think people, yeah, I think people probably, you know, they, you know, if you dress the best you can and look the best you can, no matter what yeah. your age is, unfortunately, the young people, it's very sad for a lot of the younger people because some of the clothes are very skimpy and tight, and they're yeah. not, yeah. their bodies don't fit in it. And so that's the bigger problem is is that age group is they feel that they have to fit in, and that's what that's a bad thing to fit in to try to fit in, you know, to a society that sometimes you know there are people that are overweight, and even if they're yeah, not overweight, they just might not be as tiny as some of the people are, and so the clothes it matters. So I think for them, I would say dress the best you can for whatever weight you are. And they'll look better, but you can't. But kids want to dress like everybody else because we all did that. You know, everybody does that. Kids do that. So it is kind of. Yeah, I, I think we find what looks well on us. I think, yeah, yeah, and we, yeah. you know, we tend to we tend to have our own styles. <laughs> hopefully, by the time we're adults. Yeah. I I, 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 I mean I, I love yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, I I wear black turtlenecks. I've worn them. Mm-hmm. I love them. And I wear black tights and boots, and I love it. And then I put something else over it. This is what I like. I don't care. You know, it doesn't. I've always worn turtlenecks. People are, like, in, you know, it's just my thing. And I like people will look at me and say like, oh, you're the way. I've always worn boots, even in high school. So as the way as I grew up and older. So I think we all, like you said, have stuff, what we like, you know, and what we're comfortable with. I agree. Like I, look think, around. I think that's true. I like to look around if I'm at the theater or on the subway and say, what are people my age wearing who look really good in it? You know, yeah. just to get some ideas of, like, what looks age appropriate and still yeah. stylish. I don't really yeah. want to look like someone trying to look too young. And, in fact, yeah. uh, just... You know, in the last couple of years, I've just stopped dyeing my hair. So some the reaction you get to that is interesting. Just the people who uh, say, I can't believe you're, you know, sort of giving up. And, and some people who say, glad you're owning your age or something. But it's well, that's pretty not controversial. Really giving up. It's, it's a, that's not giving up. You look at it like, oh, I don't have to have a touch-up. Yeah, well, I stopped it when I I was I had lymphoma and my doctor, you know, that was the one thing he said something about not dying. I shouldn't color my hair unless it's natural, whatever. So I just let it go. I let just let it go gray, and it looks the color happens to look good on me. So, and it's as you say, it's one less thing to do. Not um, right. So I I really don't give it much thought. Fran, like you say, people sort of jumping in with an opinion on something that really it's not their business, right? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, it, you know, it's so personal to people. And, um, you know, most of the time I'm I'm happy with it. Certainly it's easier. I had started out, you know, with it thinking I should get my hair cut more often so it doesn't look like I'm just giving up, you know, so it just still looks shaped and whatever. But yeah, I just, you know the best I can and mm. most of the time I'm, ha- I'm happy I'm just owning my age do you think no, that men um, are have are given more of a pass than women in, ter- in terms of aging yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely yeah, I, I, I think so too <laughs> no without a doubt I mean I, I walk into the bakery and there's a whole bunch of guys there that think I'm adorable they must be a hundred <laughs> they must be a hundred uh-huh. And then I walk in, and then the owner says to me, you're about 20 years younger than me. I said, I knew I came in here for my bread for a reason. Right. They, don't, they, don't have, they have no idea, which, which, is, which is great. Or um, his two young sons, one's 22 and one's 20, and they, you know, we talk about girls and dating and stuff like that. These are important topics. You've got to be in with, with, with what, they, what yes. they want you to talk about, which is fun. They don't right. think that I'm some old geezer, but I have a sweatshirt. When this all happened, and my sweatshirt says, "This is me," and yeah. it's yeah. yeah, nice big writing that says, "This is me," and then there's another <laughs> one that says, "Fran Lewis Blog Talk Radio," blah blah blah. But this is me, and I have a ring that says, "This is me," also, because all my life I wasn't accepted for who I am, because my mother always said, "You're too fat, you're too this, too that." Well, one day I looked yeah, in the mirror and I said, so tough, "Oh my Fran. God, there's too much white." So my hairdresser said, why don't you try doing it, you know, black? Well, black black turns blue, which is not bad. It turns blue. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. for real. Because it was love and care. 
And then the next thing I knew, um, my hairdresser said, why don't you try a different color? So they tried red, which wasn't bad, except uh-huh. they turned pink. The kids in school <laughs> thought I was cool because my hair was pink. Now, that's why it's blonde, blonde with red, blue, green, magenta, yep. you know, I, and I purple. Think, you know, like, you know, my grandmother once said something to me, and she's gone, but, I mean, I remember a lot of her, most of my books have grandmothers in them because mm. I was lucky, and I had a great one. But, you know, she would say to me, don't look at someone else and want to be like them because you don't really know if they're sick, if they're unhappy. So just be who you are. You know, don't worry about what everybody – and that's how I've lived my whole life because you could look at – you could go into a whole room and you think everybody's happy, but you don't really know if they're happy or not. So just be who you are and don't worry about what they do. And just live your life to the best. I, a friend so of I, mine who's a psychiatrist said, said it's don't don't compare your inside to someone else's outside. And I think yeah, it's okay. a 12-step whatever that she worked with. That's exactly what your grandmother was saying. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't that's really know that's what works inside. Yes, right. Yeah. But you no, know what my mother used to you. say to me? My used to say to me, I had two friends in school that were, I had a 99 average. I didn't have a hundred. She got annoyed, and I said, "Get over it. It's okay." My my two friends, yeah. three friends, were very very smart, and my mother said, "Why can't you be more like so and so? Why can't you be more uh, like so and so?" I said, "You know what? I'm not going to even deal with so and so." And I just broke off the friendships because I said, yeah. "If you're going to compare me to somebody else, I'm a 99% 100% student. They're a 100% student. They're smart. I'm equally as smart. I'm a concert violinist, concert pianist. What's the problem?" We're not like so-and-so. I said, you know what? I'm like me. And I just yeah. I got really, really yeah. indignant, and I wound up with a group of friends that I probably shouldn't have been friends with. But it was fun to, to rebel for at least at least two months. And then she said, You don't hear that line that? anymore. Why can't you be more like so-and-so? I think right. it went out the window. I hate that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, they just teach like, the to not compare you have to let that go children. and just be the person yeah. you are. You know, and and that's the best advice for anybody, no matter what age they are. You know, is to be the best they can be. That's all. You know. I and agree. When raise, I agree. And when you I, raise children, you, you yeah, raise do the best you the can. Best you, and your yeah. children are so different from each other, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Even if you have ten children, if you read sisters, two sisters from the Bronx, you'll get to meet my mother, yeah. and my, and and all of her, whatever. Okay. Forever, yeah. Well, you, that's why. That's why you seem to you seem to be yeah. doing just fine. So I think yes, that, that you yes, should put yes. that away and forget about that and right. move on. And I keep telling you to write something that is comedy because you could do that. Write something lighter. Yeah. And maybe First, that I have to find out something better. that's funny. I was going to do well, something else. Somebody, somebody took something from me a while ago. Marcia knows what I'm talking about, and it's a journal. And I want it back because I think it would really be a great murder mystery or something. All right. And yeah, the character and the character in the thing was not anybody real. I just made it up. But somebody took it for a reason and they shouldn't have and whatever. So I'm thinking about that or I don't think I can I can be funny on my own, but then when it comes to writing, forget it. But I will but say it's that it's not about you. It's about your characters. You can do yeah, it with your characters. I have so to find a character that, that has better for you. Yeah, I have to have a character yeah. that has a warped sense of humor like me. Well, actually, well, my father taught me something. 
If you don't know the answer, this irritates people the most. I love it. If you don't know the answer, call everyone until you get the answer you want because the only way you're going to get what you need to know is if you do it yourself. I love doing that. Yeah. So whether it's right. a drugstore, a doctor's office, or something else, I've taught my nieces to do that, too. If you're not sure about something, ask. Don't be afraid to question. So let's move on to the last part. What's next for everybody? What is next for you, uh, Marilyn? Well, I just, I, I've never had so many things come out in my life as, as I have <laughs> recently. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. so many of my old books are coming out. Um, um, so I am doing a lot of edits. I have a, a second Rufus coming out. That's a new book. And a YA horror that was being republished. And um, I've started a new series. I finished the um, Haunted Library series. I, the eighth book will be out in August. And oh, I'm, I like I'm, that I'm, series. I'm, oh, yeah. I, I, thanks. And, I mean, you know, a lot of people aren't happy that I've ended it. But I felt the story arc was finished. And mm-hmm. um, I've started a completely new series, and it's fun. I don't have much chance to get to do it. But I have to tell you, the very first book I ever wrote, which was a romantic suspense, uh, I wrote it so many years ago, and somebody I, I know started a, a, a new publishing house, and she took it, and it's coming out very soon. It's a romantic oh, suspense. Wow. Yeah, uh-huh. and she's taking a lot of my other books, um, which I'm getting back, but the thing is, you never know, and you never know. <laughs> like, I right. wish this had happened yeah. to me when I was in my 50s. It's so funny. But I, and and, you know, I do get tired. I do, you know, I feel, you know, because every book, I don't have to tell you guys how much, it's not the writing, all the other stuff, you know what I'm saying. And um, and it's wonderful. I'm thrilled and I'm happy and everything. But it's like, it's like amazing. Things happen when they happen. And there's just, you just have to go with the flow. So I am pretty busy right now. And Mimi, don't forget Sylvia. I'm underway with book number 11, which is, uh, you know, a a struggle. And uh, my husband might retire, and I might retire from the New York Post, and thinking about maybe making a book every other year instead of every year. Mm. This is uh, still on the book a year schedule, so I'm dashing to finish uh, by, you know, early June. I've already got a cover, and also I've been in a process of redoing my covers uh, to make them more like a brand, to make them more, you know, consistent and better. And so yeah. uh, one of those covers is being redone right now as well. But those are those are the main things. Thanks, Fran. And, Marsha, what's next for you? Uh, well, I'm going to continue doing my podcasts, and I love them. And I, 15 years later, I'm still loving them, and I'm going to be writing – the fourth Warrington Legacy book, uh, Miracles Do Happen, and um, I've added an angel, which I, I like to put angels in my books sometimes because uh, I, yeah. I do believe that they can do whatever they want to do. So I think they add, they add things to books, you know, when you add, I had a dog and I've had, you know, so I think it's, it will be fun doing it. I wasn't going to do a fourth, but I am. So never say no, I'm never, glad right? you're doing a fourth. And for those of you that don't know, when you retire, you become a reviewer, talk show host, and author. That's what you do when you retire from teaching. Well, actually, it's my sister's fault. Before she died, and I weighed a ton, 
she said, you're becoming a couch potato. Why don't you write a book? I go, you're going to hate me because I'm writing it about you and me growing up in the South Bronx. And Uh. I miss her because she used to edit it for me. But I have to say that Robin Infidelli is doing a phenomenal job, and she's got a new editor. And for Vincent Zandri and David Putnam to say there were no mistakes, and the dialogue is great, and Marcia said the dialogue was great. See, I could actually do it. But thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Stay thank safe. You. Think young. Nice meeting. Have thank a great you. day. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.